0: We want to welcome you guys to L3 Perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Glenn Davis. I'm sitting here with my guy, Cameron Macias. It's your boy, Killer Cam. What's going on, guys? Hey, we want to welcome you back to the L3 Perspective. My name is Glenn Davis, and I'm sitting here with my guy, Cameron Mercias. Your
1: boy Killer Cam.
0: Awesome, and uh, we have a special guest today. But before we dive into it, you know, obviously the L3 Perspective are topics where we talk about life, where we talk about love, where we talk about leadership, um, and just. Wanting to provide value to each and every one of you guys, to our listeners, man, uh, Cam. I'm excited about today's guest. I'm,
1: t- I'm telling you, man, we about it's, it's about the Matrix is about to come out in this mud. Yes, I'm it's going you, to get before,
0: deep today. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's going to happen. Um, before we start, as always, you know, uh, subscribe, like, comment, share. Let us know what you think, what you like, what you don't like. Um, you know, and and keep in touch. Follow us. And follow our guests. Ultimately, at the end, you know they always have a time to talk about them as well as, as uh, how to find them. And so, you know, as we get it rolling, my brother, my brother, what is up with you?
2: Snowy day in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> that <laughs> first, already
1: that's already <laughs> like. <a> <laughs> <whoop>. <laughs> but
2: you know what, snowy day in Dallas, Texas means you get to stay home and hang out with your buddies. That's True. a good. That's what I'm exactly doing right now, hanging out with my buddies. Yeah. Love it.
1: Love it. Okay. So, so you know, I know that we've been friends for a while. Um, and, and as with, I think, really most great friendships and kind of networking, you know, obviously we met um, through a mutual uh, friend, you know, tell people a little about kind of what you do um, and where you came from.
2: Yeah, I think just between me and you, uh, we met because of my old supervisor from korea mm-hmm. uh, who retired as the uh chief master Sergeant of the air force and when we met you know what i was trying to uh accomplish at that time with my old um you know supervisor is to teach people about team dynamics mm-hmm. right uh, because my interest is on negotiations and conflict resolution which is my master's program that i went through um so you know i i necessarily don't work on that field so you know i was looking to do uh coaching mm-hmm. like you know trying to follow your path cam, uh, <laughs> coach cam, coach, right? cam. <laughs> um, coach people on team dynamics just to have the understanding that you know there is no conflict resolution it's conflict management um, yeah. and interjecting conflict is actually a good way to have people brainstorm ideas mm-hmm. um, so they can communicate better mm-hmm. um so that's that's the way we met right but prior to that i was in the air force for 10 years Uh, Defender Cool
0: cool. Um,
2: Oh bad Y'all did it The same time (laughs) (laughs) And uh, got out And did You know um, uh, Been working And consulting On data intelligence Which is um, You know Obvious A stepping stone Into artificial intelligence And machine learning Using your data To do more Than less than Just storing it Yes I'd be storing All the data
0: Yeah (laughs) That's good stuff. Good stuff. Steve, that's that's pretty cool. How how was it, uh, you know, when we talk leadership, um, kind of just very briefly, I know you mentioned that you used to work for the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, that was your, your supervisor. Uh you know, what skill sets did you kind of attain from, from having that um you know, from that leader at that time?
2: Before I before I come and talk to you about my leader that me and Cam know about, um I was watching your other podcast, and gentlemen gentleman said the very first day he was walking into his uh work, he forgot to salute a general. Oh <laughs> um, and, and he, he showed up to this work uh workshop and they said, uh, you know, my job in life is to have you fired or kicked out of the Air Force, right? Mm, yeah. That was this first day of impression from his boss. Mm. Um I I had a little choked-up tear moment in in the back of my eyes. I was like, wait. First day I showed up to the work, I met the greatest person you could ever meet in the defender world, especially in the Air Force, mm-hmm. um, that as my boss. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, she was my boss's boss. So she mm-hmm. wasn't even my boss. And, and to this day, her leadership principle is what I really adhere to is that, you know, she made sure that my first EPR was gold as five plus, right? Like just awesome one. Right. Um, so so that was my first supervisor experience. And the second supervisor experience is Todd Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. Todd got me into so many cool things that I just was not a- a- anticipating from a leadership to come down and say, like, no. I'm going to take you and these guys and I'm going to do some cool stuff with you guys. Right. Because prior to that, it felt like, you know, I was in the world of my own. Right. I studied, I did my work and I went to work and I did my work and everybody was happy that nothing has happened. Nobody has taken the initiative or interested me to say like, you know, me and you, we're going to do something cool. And and that's Todd Simmons. Todd Simmons said, you know, you guys do cool stuff, but let me show you something else. And he did. (laughs) And he put me in investigations and, he, he took the badges off and said, "Like you know, from now on, you're gonna go out there in civilian clothes and investigate some stuff off base." Yeah. Nice. And I said, "Excuse me." Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, and and you know that's where my journey of being around a cool leadership and sticking them out and saying like you know, if I have to make the job worth my time, I have to be around leaders that are you know paying attention to me and and engaging with me so that way i can learn and experience things that i have not previously yeah 100 percent.
0: cool i appreciate you sharing that
2: yeah and so and i know like through
1: some of our conversations you've expressed that there was a major mind shift from when you first joined the air force to when you separated and what you're into now like what were kind of the, cause we've talked about our different types of times in Korea.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so Korean like, art.
1: what do you, like, what do you feel, you know, you've talked about the leaders that kind of helped you turn, you know, the mindset, but like, what are some of you would say the personal things that you did as well to kind of be the person you are today? Cause I know a lot of us look back and we're like, dang, that was me 10 years ago, yeah. 12 years ago, you know, whatever. So what type of things would you say have made you who you are today?
2: Um, So in my circle, I'm known to talk about things that everybody knows already. It's just that I give it my twist and my perspective into it, right? Yeah. I I can never really come up with something unique or innovative. I always talk (laughs) about things that everybody knows and wake up every morning with, right? You know, it's just like you know it i just know it from my perspective so here's my perspective the 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 things that i didn't do 7 years ago actually 8 years ago at this point cuz 2014 is when i got out of air force um and i got out of Schriever air force base which is the current day space force yeah pretty cool base to get out of uh had really a lot of good experience um but the as i was getting out uh, as you can imagine like i was actually in bases that really didn't have um let me rephrase that i was in some isolated bases yeah so when i say you know all i knew was air force i mean all i knew was air force so shriever air force base is you know colorado springs everybody will say wow colorado springs great well there's colorado springs and there's shriever air force base yeah You have to leave Colorado Springs to get to Schubert Air Force Base. Um, You know, out in the desert of Colorado, right? The desert of Colorado, quote unquote. Um, So as I was getting out, I really had the bubble of just the Air Force. So when I had to transition out, um, I I felt like I'm 18 years old all over again in an Mm -hmm. adult world where everybody around me is an adult and I'm 18. (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Um, But here's the reason why I said that is because seven, eight years later, what I do right now to practice that method of looking at myself from outside really like Mm -hmm. really practice that uh, perspective of, um, looking at myself, um, not through a mirror, but literally as in like, you know, you're able to see yourself through a camera and see how you look, how you feel, how you are portraying yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, that is something that has worked really well because, um, that has taught me that if you want to be a friend, Right. You have to figure out what kind of friend would you like. Right? Yeah. Because if you didn't have those type of friend, become that type of friend. Mm-hmm. So the friend that you know I always wish was like, can somebody check up on me once a while just to <laughs> say hello? <laughs> oh bro, has happened. I'm right. telling you. Cause I did literally have a friend like that who has mentored me through all these eight years of you know struggling as a transitional veteran. Um, you know, he just checked up on me time to time and I became just that. I said, you know, I'm gonna check up on everybody I know from time to time. And then my think like I never get anything out of this conversation with you. Like you just say, ah, blah, 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 Like, no, no, no. I'm trying to be the friend that I wish I had. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so that's kind of like the way I look at myself to say, you know, how do I help the veterans? How do I, uh, you know, keep in touch with the veterans? How do I, you know, uh, remind them that, hey, I'm thinking of you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily because I want something from you. I just mm-hmm. want you to know that as a veteran, I'm looking out for another veteran. And if you're my friend, I'm going to check up on you time to time and say, mm-hmm. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? You know? Um, so those are the kind of things that I I would say, um, I'm I'm taking in and practicing.
0: That's that's refreshing to hear because you don't often hear people say that, Hey, I'm trying to be the person that I want to be. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to, I want to be the friend that, you know, I want in my life that I want within my circle. So it's definitely refreshing to hear that. And so, you know, with that, it sounds like obviously you have a, a value added lens, you know when you're connecting with people or, or talking to you know your circle of friends which is cool because there's not enough people who check up on people just to check up no. Right? With no intention attached to it so um definitely hats off to you with that man
1: it's like the golden rule of friend it's like taking the golden rule and making turning it into friendship where yeah it's like you know treat people how you want to be treated right it's like be the friend that you yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Want it. <laughs> so check it out so i want a friend that's going to pay for me to travel yeah <laughs> <laughs> i never had that bro
2: (laughs) so so
1: like so so many discussions we've had um is like about ai and machine learning i know like that's your passion like you i know that you like the you know leadership and and negotiation and conflict management but like i know ai is like your baby Mm. so for those who may not otherwise be educated tell us a little bit more about kind of you know what can be done with the data, like what you research. recently taking drink of water. He's like, "Yeah, I'm, be about to go in. Know, I'm about to go in. I'm about to, in to go, go in."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, uh, like Break are we, it, Break it, it ready? down a <laughs> bit, because like you know, I so I so like I'm the tech guy for the podcast, right? So like for Glenn, yeah, you know, like,
0: <laughs> for all our listeners who are not tech savvy,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I, I will give you three pointers, but the first one being that. You know, if you're not educated, you will educate yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And and here's why you don't hear much about AI machine learning is because it's such a broad topic. Nobody can put it inside of a bucket and sell it to you yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's happening slowly. It's picking up steam, uh, as I mean that, you know, you put it inside of a bucket and sell it when you have something you can sell and market. Everybody will hear the word over and over, right? Mm, Like who hasn't heard of word crypto at this point? Because there's such a marketing effort out there. Um, If you heard of Chat GPT, that's because there's marketing effort behind it. They have spent dollars. Um, Even if they don't spend dollars, just the popularity of a product itself speaks for itself. Like for say example, Tesla, right? Mm -hmm. Tesla doesn't spend money on marketing. Um, and there are a few other products like that that doesn't spend money on marketing. But because people like it so much, the use case is so user-friendly that they they speak of it and promote the product for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so AI machine learning is a wide spectrum, not really so much of a product. It has a lot of user experience built into it. Mm-hmm. So, when we look at AI machine learning, you could think of an, a spectrum robot right yeah. and the other spectrum you think of ai as in like just this thing that it, it, it's behind the curtain pulling things and making your life miserable right yeah. um, <laughs> sending me all these damn ads <laughs> people have a wide spectrum of view about ai machine learning so that's my second point is that uh, uh, you know the reason you don't know about ai machine learning is not there's not so much product but the second point is that it's based on user experience mm-hmm. so when you do google search you don't realize you're actually using AI yeah, machine learning right mm-hmm. but because google is able to get you a fast result and you know if you scroll all the way to the bottom you see mm-hmm. that number how long it took for that search to happen mm-hmm. and that search was so fast and efficient and 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 kind of what it is that you were looking for in the first page it was able to give you that instead of you scrolling through like third and fourth and fifth page mm-hmm. Yeah, disgusting right? <laughs> people like yeah, what are, what are you doing on the screen you went to the page? second page yeah. oh,
1: those are like the, back, are right. the bad <laughs> <man>. <laughs>
2: so user experience is the ai machine learning and if you start thinking about it from that perspective you get a different understanding of ai machine learning right mm-hmm. not just that you know robot and bad ais are not the story but the real story is that these machine learning products like Siri Alexa uh, Google's uh, search bar. I mean, you look at a whole Google suite. It's all actually made out of machine learning. Mm-hmm. The failed product that you don't know about Google, uh, most likely they didn't have machine learning in them. And the ones that you are using on a daily basis, they all have machine learning built into them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one and two. And the third component is that, you know, who are you? Are you educating yourself to understand how you will be impacted by AI? Mm. Or will you be, using the products that are AI based or will you be designing and developing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you understand who you are, you'll always have to start the journey of saying like, okay, I'm going to jump in to develop something with AI or I need to figure out how AI will impact the next 10 years of employment because I'm not going to develop one, but I need to understand what are the employment situation will be like for next 10 years because that impact it's it's almost already scaling itself up to mm-hmm. a point where we're seeing some AI replacing some jobs. Oh, yeah. But that will scale up to a point it will be exponential, right? It's not going to be incremental um, AI replacing jobs over and over. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the, some people will have to start shifting mm-hmm. their roles either to support an AI instead of replacing their jobs, or some people will just straight up not have their job anymore because it'd be like... Uh, Uh, horse buggies back in 100 years ago right yeah Yeah. no longer necessary as much as it was back in the days Mm -hmm. yeah so i feel
1: like my feed knew we were doing a talk about that because what popped up on my stuff today was that mcdonald's is testing a restaurant that is completely ai based Mm. not one no one works like you know no one's working any of the machines and stuff like that and then you got chipotle that's doing chippy out here in california you know chip chip machine Mm. So, I think that's like the biggest thing. And you know, you got you got Elon Musk talking about the chips we're gonna put, you know, in our brains. Like, it's 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 getting. Did they got the microchips that go in your eye? Yeah. I feel like I'm like in the, you know Terminator. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh this is interesting stuff. Like I was reading an article about about AI a couple of weeks ago and it was kind of talking to your point about how a lot of it is like if you know businesses if they don't shift if they if they're not making the shift mm-hmm. then you know they're going to be Left. you know years and years and years behind and so so question for you from someone who has a love for AI where where do you see uh you know for 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 businesses i guess what what thoughts would you share as far as the direction that that they should be going or from your perspective, your recommendations?
2: Uh, well, well uh, let me climb up to the top of the mountain and scream out really loudly. Um, listen to what Glenn and Cam has to say. Right? <laughs> That's right. Watch no one, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Glenn and Cam just said what you need to hear, which is that if you're not shifting right now, if you're not positioning yourself to pivot down the road, you are already too late, mm-hmm. right? Um, at this point, you're playing a lot of catch up. Right. And that's fine. Um, You know, what you have to understand is that if you do some sort of data analytics, as in you are able to look at the data and say, you know, I can figure out my data because my data, I understand how it grew over time. Mm -hmm. Right. Or what are the story behind my data? What is my data telling me as a story? That's your first initial um, initial steps to say, now we have to do machine learning. Right. Yeah. But if you don't do data analytics, if you don't do data structuring, data cleaning and all that. Uh, you cannot tell a story with your data. Let's sit down and talk a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. we, you know that's for another p- podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so here's here's what uh, most people have to think about, right? Like, even CEOs can be replaceable using AI machine learning, because mm. at the end of that whole cycle that we will go through, where right now we're in an AI hype stage, and and it will get to a point where AI will be actually. Uh, you know, high level use cases, it, it will be utilized widely and then it will, you know, flatten out a little bit where at the end of that uh, curve, we will see AI making decisions.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And guess what the CEOs do? CEOs make decisions. Right. So when you have like multiple AIs contending to the same, make a simple decision and the employees will look at the decisions and say, you know, um, this one has the highest score because this is the CEO that we've raised for last 10, 15 years using AI machine learning, um, now it makes this kind of decision. So, you know, three AIs making three different decisions, one has a higher score, right? Mm. Um, and that's the decision the CEOs will make, but why have a CEO when we can have an AI as a CEO? <clears throat> that's now, crazy. That's a <laughs> long shot, right? AI to make decision is the component that you are developing today, right? Mm. So guess what happens when you are an employee? If you're a W2 employee or, um, let's say, for example, we'll take that uh, McDonald's as an example. That you know, it doesn't have really any employee in it. So somebody remotely logs into that uh, McDonald's location and says, you know, is everything running okay? Yep, everything's running okay. So that's a human being that does that, right? Yeah. If you're not in a position today to say like, you know, those are the kind of work that I'll be doing in the future, you need to start today. Start figuring out mm-hmm. how to remote into a position and say like, you know, uh, excuse me, remote into a location and say. I will remote into that location and figure out exactly what's going on. And AI will literally have one-on-one chat with me where it will say, today you have this many customers, this is the problems, this is the troubleshooting you have to do from remote location. And as I do it, observe me, so that way you can guide me through the process of what I might be doing wrong. Most of the time I don't, but today you'll supervise me, right? Mm -hmm. So you see that the narrative is that, yes, there's no employee there, but the remote person who logs in is highly subject matter expert into running a business from a remote location without actually showing up in person, Mm -hmm. right? Those are kind of different types of employment that we'll have where the number right now, the projected number is that artificial intelligence will take away or replace about 87 million jobs, right? In coming years. That's a good number to have because 97 million jobs will open up to support those AI that will replace those 87 million jobs, right? Mm -hmm. That's that give or take number, right? Yeah. Um, because right now we don't have that many people in AI machine learning world,
1: yeah. Um,
2: enough to support it. I mean, forget cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is in a negative right now because you know there's not enough people to work on cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. But now imagine 10 years down the road where we're scrambling to find AI machine learning people. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's two different angles, right? You're talking about like people that will be employed because of AI machine learning and then people that are employed right now what will their experience be like in coming years with AI machine learning, right? Yeah. This AI will help you to, let me get my English right. <laughs> <laughs> this AI's will help you to make decisions, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as you're making those decisions, you have to observe and raise that decision maker over time because you don't want to trust an AI that's making decisions on day one for you
1: yeah.
2: because you just don't know how it might react on day one. Right. Yeah. Well, so the, the point is, uh, well, to answer your question, Glenn, is what do they need to do today? They need mm-hmm. to start developing this decision maker from the scratch today, mm-hmm. right? As in, you have some trust in that AI system in five years to come or 10 years to come, because you don't want to buy it overnight and start using it the next day. That's not, yeah. that's, right. in my opinion, that will never happen. That is just a bad business decision. Mm -hmm. You cannot have a loss in a business because, you know, you let out a um, chatbot that worked for 24 hours and just made your name hell everywhere on Earth. (laughs) I'm I'm looking at you, Microsoft. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Twitter, you know, Um, (laughs) because they released a chatbot that at the end of the 24 hours, it was talking friendly about Hitler. Oh, (laughs) yeah. um, (laughs) So, (laughs) hey, that was the name of the tweet um today, uh, by microsoft anyways um so so what i mean to say uh with that is that employees will have one experience um the 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 ceos will have one sort of experience but the levels in between like you know the type of lawyers you know the lawyers are going to utilize ai machine learning to do their job more efficiently mm-hmm. um that also means that, you know, if you're a lawyer, you to start engaging with this AI machine learning. So that way, over time, you get comfortable with it. Yeah. So not necessarily all about decision making. You have to start looking into this AI machine learning that is for augmenting your job, mm-hmm. right, or assisting you with your job, right? Um, so current day, the lawyers will get paid about $300 an hour or so to work about, you know, 48, 72 hours straight in a locked up room with a bunch of books and just opening them up and researching them right yeah guess what guess what's happening with those lawyers right now there's ai that reads those books figures out the court case figures out the precedents in the court case and you know reads through hundreds of years of history figure out like how to win the next case right Mm. um ai can do that ai is doing it like within eight minutes instead of you know eight hours this one lawyer will spend on researching a case yeah right uh, it's happening in a lot of big jobs. So you know the doctors, right? Mm-hmm. Doctors are performing surgery from California to London, right, through a five G connection, yeah. right? That doctor didn't even leave the country yet. You know, mm-hmm. um, so many types of opportunities are coming with AI machine learning. Which is to say, it it's either will augment you or will assist you. And how you position yourself to be augmented or assist uh, get uh, uh, get that assistance from AI machine learning? Uh, time is now. To look into that and start focusing on that.
1: Wow, that was what the drink of water was for. I see. I seen, he was loading <laughs> up, man. He was, he was loading up. He so reloads. First of all, you can't replace Cam, <laughs> the CEO of the world, baby. <laughs> no, and that's and that's like those are those things to think about. I, I'm glad you brought up the whole like chatbot thing because I know mm-hmm. that's that's a big topic right now as well, and and how it's you know affecting each company. What are companies doing? Um, but those are all things that take into consideration is as you move forward, like, unfortunately, unless you live completely off the grid, AI is going to be yeah. a part of your life in some form or fashion.
2: It is already. Yeah. Right. Um, if you use Google, it's already there. Um, it's it's ability to perform better on a daily basis is what a machine learning is known for. Yeah. Right. So if when I talk about it, user experience, so, so all the success cases you see right now, Google, Facebook, Tesla, Amazon, um, um, uh, big guys like BlackRock Hedge Funds, right? Mm-hmm. What you will see behind the scene is AI machine learning. Yeah. Um, I, I love to use this example with Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan Chase. They've been around for hundreds of years. BlackRock shows up out of nowhere in the 90s, starts using AI machine learning. BlackRock, as it stands today, is uh, near a uh, trillion dollars in asset. Or let me not get that number wrong. I think it's trillion dollars in assets where JPMorgan Morgan Chase and uh, Goldman Sachs combined has 700 billion. Mm. So one trillion versus 700 billion in 30 years of um, uh, operation, BlackRock has used a AI called Aladdin yeah. to do, the, do, the, do their transactions. So they're able to see more insights. They're able to predict better. They're yeah. able to um, get their customers higher return on investment. Right, mm-hmm. um, so so they're able to you know increase that kind of user experience <laughs> to establish a name for themselves, right? Yeah. Um, and and that's just between Fortune 500 companies, right? Now you can look at all the small businesses, like say for example, before Netflix was Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Um, they started throwing money into the cloud system, got into the cloud system. Now now they're in the cloud, they're using clouds machine learning capabilities to benefit them and provide a user experience that even Disney cannot match, right? Mm -hmm. Because Disney dumped a lot of money into it. But the thing is, Netflix has been working on it slowly, growing that decision maker over time, Mm -hmm. rather than to say, I'm gonna just dump billion today and have that AI running tomorrow. That's necessarily not the case, right? Um, I'm gonna stop right there because there's a whole lot to break down in there. But the point (laughs) is, (laughs) you can tell the difference. that's
0: good stuff, man. This, this is really good stuff.
1: So, so as we, so as we wrap up, you know, what, how, what, how, what have you learned, Glenn? What do you, what?
0: <laughs> so, so for me, I learned, I learned a lot. I learned that if you are not um, being or educating yourself about uh, AI and machinery and, 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 and all of that already, you're already behind the curve. Right. And so as an entrepreneur, like me looking at how can I apply this Right. Because I want to I want to think long term. I want to think big picture. So if if entrepreneurs are not uh, thinking about this or having these discussions with their teams, you know, they're they're late. So for me, I I mean, I'm very appreciative of this conversation because it kind of yes, you've mentioned it a little bit, you know, but it kind of further just kind of extends that that vision. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to implementing and, and even picking the seed 's brain, you know, in the in the months and years to come, mm-hmm. you know, as we continue to build in our, our financial business and everything like that. So very grateful for the for the information, Asif. Bex. Absolutely.
1: So tell some. So my brother, tell people mm-hmm. where they can find you and about any projects you have coming up.
2: So uh, Cam is the reason um, I'm here today. Uh, and uh, one of the things that cam has got me started on is podcast. so if you want to find us, you know go to your favorite uh, podcast platform uh, we are on apple we're on spotify we're on Google and others um, it 's a podcast called I.
1: We'll put in that we'll put it in the we'll so thing.
2: <laughs> you can say "ai ai ai in many ways, right? You can say it with a lot of excitement, or just say "ai ai ai you know, mm-hmm. because you're frustrated, uh, yeah. or you're super excited, or you just don't have any idea what AI is, so you're just confused, like "ai," you know. <laughs> um So it's "ai ai ai ai." Uh, look us up um and. What we talk about in our podcast is just literally what I just did right now is talking about AI machine learning and use cases of it and why a small startup, a small startup that has to start today with whatever business service they'll provide. But now think about why that business service should collect data and collect that data and grow that data over time for AI machine learning purposes. Mm -hmm. So that way, when your business service comes into play, even though you have other competition, your user experience, as in your services that you're providing to the users, will come with machine learning capabilities, and your user experience will be totally different than from your competitions. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, 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 AI is the name of the podcast, and we talk about veterans transitioning out of military, joining AI machine learning. Uh, We talk about startups, how the startups should join into the AI machine learning movement, and, of course, use cases of ethics, safety, privacy, and security of uh, developing this AI machine learning. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, otherwise, look me up on LinkedIn, you know, um, Asif Haider. My um, startup is called Coop VA. If you're a military, you understand what Coop is, right? Coop is Continuity of Operation Planning, and VA stands for Vulnerability Assessment. Which is that if you are a startup or if you are a business, if you are whatever you are, you always have a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And the only way to manage your vulnerability is by assessing it and preparing yourselves for taking action. So that way your business is not shut for six months, rather it's shut for six hours. Mm-hmm. You want to reduce that time of disruption. So mm-hmm. vulnerability assessment is a good way to get get about it and have a continuity of operation planning continuously happening within your organization. Mm.
1: So I would first like to point out that I did not know that what coop meant. So not all of us know there, sir. <laughs> you never called a frago before, no man, man. I used to load planes. I'm not, I'm not defender. Like I never, you know, I never had to shave my head and do all that stuff. I, I like, I just hand you guys. All right, see you later. Have a good day. <laughs> nope. I never did all of any of that, and I don't remember any of that stuff from basic training either. So you're like, did in basic training? I'm like, bro, like, you know what I got? DFP, defensive fighting position. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's about the only thing I
2: remember. <laughs> yeah, you write an op order. Part of your op order has to have a coop in it, right? Um, but you know, if your coop if your coop shows up and you don't have a coop, um, then that's when you call a frago. That's when you say like, I. Change of mission. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Right. Here's
1: one thing I've always been strategic at. Finding people who know these things so that I don't have to know them. So if we had served together, I would have been like, I'm going to hang out with the
2: thief because he knows what a coop is and then I don't have to know what a coop is. <laughs> well, I always hang out with cool people. And, you know, I'm I'm always looking out for people like Cam and Glenn to hang out with, right? So, I I always end up in a cool circle, and I love being in the cool circles. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. We're the cool kids. But, uh, <laughs> yes, hey, right. I appreciate you, my man. As always, you know, thank you guys for rocking with the L3 Perspective. Please, like I said, go follow, check out uh, my boy Asif. And, you know, tell us how, tell us what you think. Tell us what you like. Share it. Like it. Save it. Subscribe it. And otherwise... We will see you guys later. Peace.